Welcome to our podcast. We're a mother-daughter duo with a twist. I'm Taya, and I was adopted. And I'm Roz, her birth mom. I went on a search at the age of 36, and I found her. Listen in as we come together to unpack the layers of our journey. Hello, this is Taya. Welcome to the I Found Her podcast, where we discuss all things adoption and reunion, but with a twist. Hey there, Roz. How's it going today? Hi, darling. I feel great, and I'm so excited with our special guest today. So let's dive in. Yeah, yeah. But you know, before we do that, I I definitely want to check in with you because you you recently just wrapped up Toastmasters International, the convention. So so, what are your thoughts? How was that for you watching that online? Yes, I registered online instead of going in person. It was in the Bahamas. How dare me not go in person? <laughs> but the the internet did so well, and I watched every single event from opening ceremonies to the closing inauguration of the new president and all the educational events in between, the speech contest, the keynote speech, everything. I watched everything. And because of the time difference, I had to set my alarm because something started at 4 a.m. my time. Oh my. So I was... It it was crazy, but I was determined to watch it and feel like I was there. Okay. So we have new international officers. We have a new world champion of public speaking. We have our district officers that were trained at this event, and we're good to go. We're okay. ready. And the Bahamas gave everyone a refreshing feeling of excitement being a Toastmaster. So I'm glad. I've been a Toastmaster since 2005 and still counting. Oh my goodness. Well, I think your Toastmasters, you know, experience is going to fare well as we bring on our guests for our time today. You guys, we're, we're, we're doing it again. We're bringing in a third to our duo, right? And so the twist though, even more so this time around, is that we're stepping outside of the adoption triad a bit here, and we're bringing in a first-time book author. She is going to talk to us today about her journey to writing and self-publishing her book titled For Her, To Know and Embrace Her God-Given Design. She is a wife, author, life coach, speaker, dog mom and licensed clinical social worker whose ministry dynamic transformations empowers women and teen girls to fulfill all that God has planned for their lives. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest today, Nicole Cherie. How are you, Nicole? Yay. I'm doing well. Hello, Roz. Hello, Taya. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
Yes, we are so excited for this opportunity yes, we as are. well. And, and as I did in our previous podcast, um, me and Nicole go back a few years as well. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we so let's, do. Tell, let's tell a little bit about our journey before today. I, I have us going back to 2015. Is that, is that your recollection as well? So, so we moved to Texas, so it would have been 2016. Wow, 2016. Yeah, it would have been, um, let's see, May, I believe. Yeah, May, May of 2016. Of 2016. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, you came to um, Texas and you joined the agency at the time that I was working for and you as well became an employee there of Counseling yes. Connections for Change. So once again, mm -hmm. Counseling Connections for Change seems to be a threat because it was also a threat with our previous um, guest, Narissa Tucker. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, okay. so interestingly, we worked together at that agency mm -hmm. and both of us found ourselves pivoting somewhat during the pandemic, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Unexpectedly. <laughs> Unexpectedly. Yes. So both mm -hmm. of us ended up starting our own private practice. We did. We did. Yeah. It's amazing how that all just transpired and came about. But yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think I that, that was when we went from being kind of, you know, peers in the workplace to mm -hmm. what I call now you as my friend outside of the workplace. Right. Because Absolutely. we decided to maintain connection and mm -hmm. continue to cheer each other on as we were figuring this thing out. Yes. And I'm so glad we did. did. I look forward to our monthly meetings. I know. <laughs> Kids together. And so yeah. the newest thing for you, you know, starting your private practice, dynamic mm -hmm. transformations, right? But yes. you just kind of launched yourself at the beginning of this year, I think kind of twofold. Um, you, you've been a licensed clinical social worker, but you then transitioned to becoming a life coach as well as a book author. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so is there anything that you want to kind of share a little bit about just what maybe um, led to the shift for you from being just, you know, not just a therapist, but being a therapist now coach, and then we'll kind of tease it out to, you know, more specifically your book. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so it's it's interesting because I've I've always, you know, known that I was called to help people, right? And so helping people overcome different challenges and obstacles. One of my life scriptures is John 1010, which, you know, the enemy comes but to still kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And so I found that, you know, I spent, you know, being a, a mental health therapist for over 10 years, most of my time was spent on helping people overcome the barriers, the obstacles. What is it that, you know, the enemy has stolen from them, robbed them, prevented them from moving forward in life. But based on my own journey of discovery and, and realizing what God had put in me, I noticed that I also had the capacity to help people move towards their goals. 
and move towards that life of abundance, right? That God has for them. And so I love therapy because you're, you're helping people to function and get to that place of baseline. But what really excites me is helping them go from baseline to whatever that, that, you know, the destiny that God has for them. Okay. To that. Wow. So baseline to destiny. Okay. So as you have been now be practicing and working in the space as a life coach, mm -hmm. you as well decided to start a book. I have. Yes. Yes. In fact, <laughs> one of the things that I read um, about your book is that this is not just a book, this is a movement, right? Mm -hmm. so, yes. so I think you know, I, I found myself just now getting really excited about the fact that you're, you know, coming in as a book author, but mm -hmm. something that I want to take a step back from and kind of go back to the beginning is I think it's always, well, it's, it's a good thing when we learn a little bit about the backstory or the origin story of someone sure. that we bring on. So I'm going to mm -hmm. segue and have us kind of revisit and come back to why don't you tell us first a little bit about who were the main players for you growing up? Who was in the home? Okay, yeah. Well, so I was uh, born and raised in the inner city of Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and, you know, family for me was big growing up. Uh, my parents and, and grandparents basically helped raise my brother and I until I was about 12 or so. Um, and then my parents divorced. And so then I was mostly raised by my mom, um, and my maternal grandmother. So, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the key players, it, there, there were so many, but I would say definitely, you know, my parents, when it comes to instilling values and an understanding of purpose, you know, my parents definitely played a big part in just kind of shaping certain aspects of my identity. Right. And then, you know, my my maternal grandmother, we're very close. You know, she was the one that just provided me with, you know, that unconditional love and and acceptance. And um, and, you know, we had my, my aunt and uncle, you know, they they were just they were always there whenever I, you know, I played sports. They came to every event and then they were also my prayer warriors. Right. So I, I, I'm pretty oh, sure most of their prayers, you know, saved me. <laughs> <laughs> and certain <laughs> situations when I went through my wilderness years, right? Um, but but definitely my aunt and uncle. And then also I had a basketball coach. So from, I would say from fifth grade until maybe eighth, um, there was a basketball coach. It was kind of like a, a father figure for me, especially when my dad was no longer around. Um, you know, he was one that really helped me to channel my emotions into something constructive. And so those are just a yeah. few um, of the individuals. Um, but yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. What what mm -hmm. what's teasing your brain over there, Roz? I know it's it's a it's a link that we all have when we bring up fathers. The father figure has such an important role in mm -hmm. our children's life, in our life. And you found it in a coach. So yes. that's wonderful because many children look up to their coaches. That's why they get involved with sports because <laughs> of many reasons that they love sports because of that uh, dominating figure, the right. person mm -hmm. that might help finish shaping us as a whole 
human being. So thanks Absolutely. for sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so we get a sense of of your village, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 some of the main players that supported you. And and one of the thoughts that came up next is if if you would think about you know fast forward you've you've finished high school unless high school as i ask this question comes into play mm -hmm. but you finish high school you move forward in the next phase of life was was the idea of being a writer planted at some point while you were a youth not necessarily as a youth i would say once I'm, I'm, i would have to think back to what year um okay maybe that was because i want to say maybe i was a junior in high school when my mom wrote her first book okay oh and good. so yeah so she actually you know wrote a book about living your purpose in spite of your past so being able to uh, you know, still move forward in purpose despite what you've gone through. And so she was very open about just some of the pain, the trauma, the challenges that she faced. Um, but what's interesting, I, I believe that that kind of, it was a seed for me that, uh, you know, was cultivated over time. I don't think in, at that particular time I had plans to write, um, but definitely that, that sowed a seed in my spirit that would later you know, manifest and then, you know, and as, as the Holy Spirit would, you know, lead me to go on that same kind of journey. Yeah. But um, yeah, so oh, it was, oh. I'm grateful for her being that trailblazer. I think she's the first in our family to actually to do that. And so, um, so yeah, that was that that started my journey for sure. Yeah, what a Great. what an excellent memory there. You know, I, I know that, that sometimes we don't realize until we're in our thing now that there were seeds, as you say, there were um, windows into who we become. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and so I think it's important when we do kind of go back and revisit our narrative from childhood. Yeah. We start to see how all things, right. I just want to know, Nicole, when did you decide to sit down and write your book? What was that process like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was actually a process. Um, you know, I've known for some years now that I wanted to write a book and, you know, I would always start and then stop. And, you know, I would just, it, yeah. I would never really get too far. Right. Um, and, and I even tried tricking myself by making it part of like a leadership program I was part of. And I was like, okay, this is going to be what I'm going to focus on. And, you know, I put together at least the outline, but I just, I never finished it. Right. And so it's interesting, uh, sometime late last year, I was just in my prayer and meditation and I just heard the voice of God so clearly say, you have 90 days to write this book. Oh my God. And yeah. And I just, I knew that that was God's voice and, and, and it was serious. Right. <laughs> And so that kind of lit something inside of me that says, okay, I need to be serious about this. And so that's when I went ahead and started that process. And I might have went a little over 90. I prayed a lot for mercy, but for the most part, I stuck to that 90-day window that he gave me. Um, and and yeah, and and it was just a you know a process of of listening 
you know, to what what he was leading me to write and, you know, what what I should include, all those details that, that are involved in the process of writing a book. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a process. Oh, my. Exactly. And, you know, Taya knows this, but I've been trying to write a book since we met, since our okay. reunion. So mm -hmm. I want to hear God's voice tell me you have until <laughs> such, yes. such a date to finish that book. And Taya's mm -hmm. going to help me finish it because now it is surrounding the podcast I found okay. her. So wow. this is a, a, something in my heart. And I want to learn from you how you got started, the process, the self-publishing, eventually, whether through this podcast or afterwards. So absolutely, I, have I would keen, love to. I have a keen interest in this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. I love yeah. that. I look so, forward to reading your book. So yeah. however I can help. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so connecting to you know, the timing of, of when God spoke to you very clearly and, and put you on a timeline, put you, gave you a deadline, right? Yes. Um, the other question that, that I think about is, so when you think about the, the storyline of the book and, and the formatting of the book, and mm -hmm. what you want it to actually present to the listen to the to the uh, reader mm -hmm. what would you say was the most challenging part of writing this book i want to say for me starting out it was just the self doubt you know it was mm -hmm. me thinking i had to have all these answers or all these profound you know, statements that, 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 you know, um, we're, we're just going to turn into these, uh, what do you call them? The, the tags, the, the taglines, like on Twitter or something like these tweets. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and kind of just that battle, those, those voices where sometimes we disqualify ourselves. And so at, when I got to the point where I just said, okay, wait a minute, let me, let me pause and recognize that it is God that is working in me to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is it is the Holy Spirit that's giving me this idea that's that's leading me to do this. So let me just sit back and ask for that guidance and trust the process, right? Oh. And so as I did that, little subtle things he would press upon my heart to do, right? And so there was this understanding that he's never gonna ask me to give what I don't already have. And so whatever mm. it is that he's trying to uh, pull out of me for the benefit of someone else is something that he's already put in me. So then it was just a matter of what it, what is in me? What have been my experiences? What have I gone through, right? Or what what have I already maybe helped someone else to, to go through? Um, and so it, it kind of turned into, you know, first just having that understanding and that gave me a sense of peace. You really want to have that peace as you go through the writing process, right? But okay. then it turned into, okay, Lord, what specifically do I put in the book? And so, you know, I did some brainstorming and it, I wasn't still quite sure exactly what I wanted to put in. And so he gave me this idea to just write, what are seven questions you want to answer in the book? And that's how you're going to divide the chapters, right? And so I wrote mm. down the seven qu questions that I wanted to be able to answer for people. And then I just wrote answers, right? I just, in a most authentic way, <laughs> I wrote the answers. Um, you know, I knew that he wanted me to just be myself, 
right? And so, um, and and the other thing too, is I had to get over this idea that it, it needed to be perfect in the beginning, right? So a lot of times when people are writing, they're, they're trying to write their final version the first go around versus just letting it flow and whatever comes out of you and just trusting, you know, the Holy Spirit is helping you in that moment. And then when the time comes to edit, he'll help you in that moment, right? And so okay. part of it too was just me being willing to just release and whatever came out is what came out, right? So yeah, it was it was a process. Yeah. We got a lot of takeaways right there, Roz. Yes, we do. And I'm <laughs> thinking about how you said God-given design. That's so precious, especially to me. And so if you answered those questions that you presented to yourself and then put it to paper in your book, it flows so well. And I really appreciate the way you write. Thank and you. the way you tell the story and how you include the audience in some of those assessments and the questions and the mm -hmm. exercises throughout the book so that we can solidify mm -hmm. and want to take away something more than what you just presented. So mm -hmm. it just lasts forever in our thinking process of mm -hmm. what are our God-given designs Mm -hmm. And how do we manifest that? So thank you so much for that writing style. Yes, thank you. And that that was the goal is is for it to uh, be relatable, personable, um, but then also transformative. And you know, I didn't want to just mm -hmm. provide information, um, but but allow if you go through this process, allow the Holy Spirit to meet you where you are and take you on your journey. No matter if you're starting or some some women have already kind of started that journey, but maybe left out certain parts, right? And so just just allowing the Holy Spirit to kind of take you from the beginning to the end. And so thank you so much for sharing uh, that that that, that yes. was helpful. Yeah, it was very much yeah. so. Yeah. So for for the for our listeners, right, um, mm -hmm. to to connect a little bit, why don't you, in your own words, Nicole, kind of give us like a summary of mm -hmm. of your book? Like, if you were to, you know, do your tweet, if you will, what yeah. what would you what would you say for her is about? Yeah, so so my book for her to know and embrace her God-given design, it, it really is an opportunity for women to either start or continue the journey of discovering uh, their unique God-given design, right? So it's a book that takes you on a journey to not just uncover your uniqueness, but more importantly, to address the beliefs that we carry that often affects the way that we see ourselves, right? The, our ability to uh, fulfill all that God has called us to do. So it's twofold. You're looking at what makes me unique. What are the what are the qualities that that God preloaded me with before He even sent me here, right? But then what has been added onto me since I've arrived, based on experience and exposure. And, and but but not just looking at, again, that design piece, but it's so important. This is the part that I think so many people miss. It's what do I embrace who I am? Do, do I accept who I am? And part of knowing if you do is if you're walking in that full in your full true self, if you're if you're comfortable being your authentic self, if you're utilizing your gifts to the glory of God to help someone or, you know, all those things. And so oftentimes we're stuck and paralyzed and fearful 
right? Because there's some kind of belief that we acquire because of an experience, whether that's rejection, abandonment, whatever it could be, uh, that is limiting our ability to maximize what's in us. And so uh, the, the book is just, it's again, it's just an opportunity to say, hey, let's sit down and, you know, work through this process together. And I want people to feel like you're not going through it alone, right? And so that's why right. I approached it the way that I did. Um, but yeah, that's that's my summary, if, if you yeah. could put it that way. Well, it sure feels good reading it. And so what was the most fun part to write? And what was the most challenging or hardest thing to write? Hmm. That's tough. So... I would say the toughest part uh, was the chapter on feelings are deceitful. Okay. And, you know, the, the reason for that is, is because I'm actually talking about some topics that are, are pretty controversial. And, you know, the last thing I want to do is deter someone from completing their process because something kind of rubbed them or, or offended them. Right. Um, and so, but, but, I prayed about it and you know some of the stuff I wasn't gonna leave or put in the book, but then after praying about it, God said, no, I want you to put everything. We need to start having these conversations. It's time to talk through these things. And really everything that I put in are things mm -hmm. that I personally had to overcome. So oh, yeah. I'm not just speaking from the vantage point of, you know, someone who's a believer and oh, these are our values and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's actually something that I personally gone through myself, so I can speak from that vantage point. So that was that was a challenging chapter, I would say. Um, I would say the the my favorite or or the the, the easiest would be um, I enjoyed the wisdom nuggets chapter. I love uh, you know that. I feel like that's usually what people kind of come to me for. <laughs> and so okay. they, they always say I have like an old soul, right? And so um, <laughs> just being able to uh, share, you know, the wisdom that I've received over the years and pass that on to um, to others so that, you know, they can utilize it in their process. Because it's one thing to know and it's another thing to understand, but to know how to apply is where wisdom comes in. Right. And so a lot of yes. people have information, but they don't really know like how to actually apply it in their life. And so I'm like, you know, I wanted people to understand there are going to be some challenges that you face as you go through this process. Right. But these are some things to keep in mind as you do, you know. And so, yeah, that that was pretty fun for me. To, I would love for someone uh, to, to create like a wisdom nuggets book. You know, there's just so Ooh. much, you know. <laughs> that would be Taya. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Do it, Taya. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. So, so while you were sharing, something that kind of, you know, stirred up in me is, is where I found, like, there's a bridge. And, and what I mean by that is the bridge to the perspective of, being adopted or being a part of this ad adoption triad, right? Mm -hmm. And and so one of the things that I'm gonna take you back, Roz, to a memory that we had. So so one of the things that I remember um, asking you, Nicole, was when I attended your book launch, mm -hmm. and and it's you know right in the front of your book. But at the time, I I had asked you to share a scripture or what was the scripture that you would say is kind of the 
the foundation of your book, right? And you said that it was Psalm 139, 13, 14, which says, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. That memory, if you remember, Roz, came during the early phases of our reunion when we were still Mm -hmm. processing like all the various feelings attached to, you know, the decision being made for you and, Mm -hmm. and us connecting on the path of, you know, me being placed with the family that I was with and, and all of that. And, and, And in some ways trying to reconcile to some degree, you know, some of that guilt, some of that shame. And that also was um, a frame, a time frame that my birth father was present as well, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically co- going to the Bible and reading this scripture to the two of you. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you remember that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I remember specifically reading you this scripture because at the time I felt like that, how do I say it? Um, it resonated on such a deep level with, with everything that was happening. And so when you shared, Nicole, that this was the foundational scripture for you, that as well, like, connected to my core, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it has been Amongst other scriptures, it has been one of those foundational scriptures I land on in trying to understand my purpose, my identity. Um, Mm -hmm. Because as an adoptee, you know, that has me figuring out my identity, if you will, has been challenging, right? Um, When you talk about the abandonment and, and the feelings of rejection, that is at my core, right? And so the bridge that I'm connecting on with your book is that there is this sense of God knowing beforehand, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that he, you know, set before the beginning of time, who I was to be. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, so I want to connect the question here. When you what what was going on or what was the process for you to selecting that scripture as you know kind of your your mainstay for the book foundation yeah well yeah it's interesting uh because you talk about the abandonment and and rejection and that's definitely something that i dealt with uh, myself for many years and and really what was at my core as well for many years because you know my my dad he and i were very very close right we had a very close relationship um but but once my parents divorced out of pain he decided to abandon my brother and i right and so a lot of my confidence and you know a lot of times they say your sense of identity can come from the father figure and then your sense of self-love from the mother figure right that's not always the case in my case in my situation it was um and but but for me when that happened it it just it destroyed me right mm-hmm. um and 
what what happened at that that same time that they divorced i was actually displaced from the the community of familiarity and comfort and put into this private school for seven years and so you know i had to kind of deal with mm. some different challenges and isms that no one in my family had ever had to face and deal with and so there there were layers of rejection layers of uncertainty layers of this abandonment different things that i dealt with that for me it 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 led to me kind of going down this you know kind of self-destructive path right and you know unfortunately you know both my parents they went through a lot of trauma um and unfortunately and and during that time there weren't a lot of resources to to help them work through those things and even if there were there there wasn't a lot of trust in those resources mm -hmm. right oh, yeah. and so you know um you know part of my mom in, in dealing with her trauma it, it affected the way that she parented and so she would kind of be hypercritical at times and you know distant and so you know her way of coping was working and going to school so i was by myself a lot so there was a little bit of that emotional abandonment yeah. and, and neglect right and so there were just many layers that um for me it contributed to me just having a very unhealthy view of myself of people of the world um and and so as as i as i went on my journey to try to discover okay who am i really it was god that pulled me out from the dark place that i was in right it was him that said wait a minute like i want you to see who you are and who i designed you to be in me and so through various means that scripture was introduced to me and that was how i began to see okay wait a minute so you're telling me that there was a plan for my life before i even arrived right yeah. like you, you you formed me you know wonderfully and like what does that even mean mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. and so i just opened the door for me to begin to unpack and uncover who am i really um what is it that, that god sent me here for um and and just just beginning to make sense out of my journey and so I would say with my early 20s that that scripture got introduced for me. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. 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 Yeah, that is that is so powerful because what it informs me is, you know, although, you know, we're coming from the framework of of adoption mm -hmm. and I think, you know, what what we've touched on in one of our podcast episodes is, you know, this perspective of separation trauma. Yes. Right. We're, mm -hmm. We were we were addressing it from, you know, the birth. Right. But mm -hmm. what what I'm connecting on with you is, you know, separation trauma can happen at different stages of our development years. Absolutely. I.e., yeah. Specifically around divorce. Right. Because mm -hmm. there's a break in the family. Right. Absolutely. There are decisions yeah. that are made whereby the child then is left not feeling as whole or as safe. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. again, it, it, it just allows me to broaden my perspective of understanding, you know, how trauma, how separation, how a break in family dynamics can impact the child at their core, right? And oh, oftentimes yeah. what I'm what I'm learning in my therapy role with adults is that we have to always go back to the childhood narrative because we the do. childhood mm -hmm. narrative informs so much of the core mm -hmm. beliefs, values mm -hmm. and ethics 
that they live out of today. And Absolutely. it's like, you gotta unpack that yeah. so that you get understanding and mm -hmm. hopefully wisdom, right? right. Mm -hmm. So that then mm -hmm. you can transform and make, you know, a world of difference, your choices, your behaviors, all of that can come into play. So mm -hmm. I appreciate you, you know, bringing that perspective of your life in because it's helped me to, like I said, broaden, broaden my perspective. What about you, Roz? Yeah, I'm curious on how she became such a brilliant person. I see it <laughs> in her. I feel it's... it from her book. Fearfully mm -hmm. and wonderfully made, still rose to the top on conquering whatever challenges you might have had in your life. And your mm -hmm. faith is very strong. So how does your faith transport into your book? Because it's filled with so mm -hmm. many different nuggets of mm -hmm. information. Can you just tap into one or two, how your faith tapped into your book? Yeah, I, again, I definitely would not have written this book unless, I, you know, God was leading me and, and helping me uh, to write it because my faith and reliance on God is just, it's everything to me. Um, and, you know, again, I really want people to understand that it truly is him that is working in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure, right? So he is the one that is leading us. And, and for me, it was just like, let me just, let's just surrender. Let's yield and say, yes, Lord, whatever it is that you're calling us to do. Um, but I think it's, you know, important to, to recognize that at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's his wisdom as I was writing, you know, yes, there, there are lessons and experiences that I've, I've had, but ultimately I wanted everything to be rooted in his wisdom, not man's. And so, okay. you know, I, I wanted to make sure that whatever I said was aligned with his truth and not not man's truth right and so because the the thing is 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 that as people are reading it what's going to make the difference is when the holy spirit intervenes and helps them to read it based on where they are and so i i just try my best you know and, and to the best of my ability to really just surrender and yield and make sure that everything that i was writing reflected what i was being led to write um and and um you know just yeah just whatever i, I talked about was just rooted in what i was being led to do so uh, my faith is is everything when it comes to ministry work um and and just things that he's leading me to do Beautiful. So do you think, Taya, that Nicole writes when everything is silent or does she have gospel music or other things in the background? <laughs> what inspires you most, Nicole? I'm or curious as to what uh, Taya's answer is. Or say that again. <laughs> You're curious as to what I would say. Yeah, what would you yeah. say, Taya? What do you think? I think... I honestly think I'm gonna go against what I would do, probably okay. in mind. And I'm gonna say you probably write in silence. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. Okay. You Deep are right. Yeah, silence. I actually prefer writing in silence. Um you know, because what, what ended up happening for me is like I would just write at random times. Like I would just get these downloads 
And so because there was so much information that I was holding in my mind, I just wanted to make sure I didn't forget anything. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I would just kind of sit. And, and I mean, I could have been watching television. Maybe I was in the car. So there would be different situations where I would get these downloads and I would see how a certain situation connected to another or this might be important to include. And so then I would just cut everything off and start writing. So, yeah, I'm more of a a writer in silence. Uh, Well, that's good. That sounds good because some people are distracted by music. So can you just take a moment and tell us how you self-published your book? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I initially put it out there to to go through an independent publisher and I was um, accepted to to be published independently. Um, But, you know, generally with independent publishing, what they'll do is say, I can do A, B, C, and D for you for this amount of money, right? And so I looked at what they were actually willing to do or what they were offering for the price. And I said to myself, wait a minute, I, I have time right now. I can do some of these things for myself. So I pretty much just kind of put together a checklist of what is required to self-publish. And then, you know, I did a little more research to get some more details in terms of how everything worked. And then I just, I followed that process. You know, I just went step by step and, you know, from beginning to end. Um, Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, so and it's it's not hard. It just requires you to follow the checklist. It it really does. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so keeping in that same kind of perspective there, then what would you say um, is the most valuable advice that you would you were given actually? Yeah. What was the most valuable advice that you were given about writing? Yeah, just start. Oh. Oh, just so, <laughs> that's what wow, everybody so says. Just so yeah, I don't believe it. It's that simple, Nicole. It is. is it that just simple? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. start. Oh, I, I mean, it, it truly is. Once, once you start again. Now, I was I would now add to that. Just be prayerful about it and invite the Holy Spirit into that process. But yeah, just just start. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, no more procrastination, right? (laughs) Well, one of the things that, you know, because you said that and, and, and I am connecting in that space a little bit now too, because, you know, we've, we've launched a blog now and I've, I've started writing in that format and Mm -hmm. and it's called Dear Birth Mom. And so I've kind of taken on this perspective of writing letters you know, mm-hmm. to my birth mom, mm-hmm. and I'm putting it in that voice of as though I was writing a letter, like da 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 da. This is what I'm thinking. This is it, and and I'm yes. publishing from that lens. So <laughs> I guess I just started that, mm-hmm. right? And Absolutely, it was, it was yes. definitely a prompting that I felt in my spirit to say, you know, how do I do this, and what could this look like? And 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 I felt like I got the framework in such a way that it was like, okay, well, let's write, let's write one and then let's write a second and a third. And, and I mm-hmm. think the eighth one is going to publish this Wednesday. So, nice. yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. so I think, I know. you know, yeah. Taya, don't forget, we have a member in our Toastmasters club, Dr. Lawana, who started a book based on That's her true. blogs, her collection nice. of blogs. So, there's a book in you too, right, Nicole? <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. 
That is awesome. Maybe a couple of books. <laughs> right. right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then what advice then would you give to a writer who is starting to work on the first book? Let me think about that one. Mm -hmm. I would definitely beyond kind of what I've what I've shared make sure one of the one of the challenges that i had is because it was so new you know i didn't necessarily know kind of what pitfalls to, <laughs> to watch out for and so um one thing that i would encourage a writer to do is is finish a step before you move on to the next step right okay. so when I was, you know, looking for different contractors to do different pieces, whether that's, you know, the formatting or the editing, there was kind of one situation where my uh, one of the individuals kind of wanted me to go ahead and get started on the next part before I finished the previous. And it just, you know, it can lead to a lot of complications and challenges because, yeah, it, it really is a step by step process mm -hmm. when you're when you're writing a book. And so make sure you finish all your editing before you, you know, reach out to your editor. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, finish your writing rather before you reach out to your editor and then finish your editing before you reach out to your formatter. Okay. Like that's okay. a, that's a, yeah, that's very important. And so, um, but yeah, I would definitely, again, after you, after you're clear on what you're writing and then you put together your checklist, uh, just, just trust the process, enjoy it. You know, um, the one thing that I wonder why was it hard to write you know last year early in the year right when i first got the title for the book i actually had a dream about the book cover but why was it difficult for me to write then compared to at the end of the year when i heard god's voice and i think my answer to that question is that when god speaks there's a grace that he releases to do whatever it is that he's calling you to do. And I think that we have to be prayerful about, is this, am I doing, is this a good idea or a God idea, right? Am I, am I you know, doing something that aligns with what God is calling me to do? Um, or is this something that I just think will be helpful? And it's not, there's nothing wrong with doing things that are helpful for people, right? But that that natural kind of like motivation to get things done and the energy that is required sometimes, generally I find for me that that comes when, when I feel like his grace is upon whatever project I'm working on. And so just be oh, wow. prayerful about, you know, when you're doing something, what you're being led to do and, and your why. Okay, mm, okay. That's really Very good. good. That's really We've good. We've talked about that in our podcast, our why. Yeah. And it's leading us to the transition of what we want to talk about in the podcast, what we want to do outside of the podcast, and mm -hmm. how we bring greater satisfaction into our lives throughout, yes. no matter mm -hmm. what. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So as as we kind of continue a little bit further, one of the things that I also think is important is for our listeners to learn a little bit about how how could they support you and your work like what what would you share as you know information 
you know, for our listeners as to how they can support you in your work? Yeah, thank you for that question. Uh, so definitely one of the things that I, I put on the book is that it's not just a book, it's a movement. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason for that is, is the prayer is it's not just going to help an individual. It's going to help a family. It's going to help a community. Um, and so if you buy a book, I encourage people to buy one for your sister, for your mother, for your aunt, um, and allow it to turn into a conversation that just you know, opens the door for healing in families and communities. Um, so definitely, you know, if if you can, you know, your 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 church group, you know, your your oh, leadership yeah. team, yeah, just just get a copy. And then also, you know, if you go to my website, which is dynamictransformations.org, dynamic with a K. Um, I have a free workbook that you can download for free and you can just kind of go through a step-by-step -step process and it corresponds with all the questions that are in the book. And so when you sign up for the workbook, um, it actually allows for you to get updates as to what I'm doing and some of the different projects I'm working on. So yeah, if you, you know, and then also, uh, so I just got on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying why you're laughing because yeah, you know, I've, I've been such a low key person for so many years yes, and God is calling me out. Yes, absolutely. So I now have an Instagram uh, page. So definitely if you want to reach out, I think it's uh, what is it? Dynamic transformations. Yeah. yeah. So we're okay. definitely going to have all of this listed in our show notes and, and we'll make sure that we have all of these references um, so that our listeners can definitely click and see immediately uh, what you're what you're doing and how you're spreading the word. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and real quick too, one of the things I've I've really been enjoying doing is just, you know, when people invite me to their groups um, and just being able to come out and speak. And so if anybody, you know, has interest in um, having these types of conversations, then definitely feel free uh, to reach out via my website or you can email me directly at Nicole at dynamictransformations.org. Yes, yes, indeed. Very good. Yeah. So as we're as we're kind of, I feel getting to a closing of, of our time today, the 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 thing that I have, um, I have this question that I've been starting to ask toward the end um, of, of our podcast episode to kind of connect the dots and what and so, so I'm going to ask it of you as well, Nicole. So when you when you think about what does I found mean to you? It means so many things. Um, I, you know, th there's a scripture that comes to mind, uh, Matthew 7, 7, uh, which talks about um, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and ye will find. Knock and the door will, will be open, right? And so often we need to take that first step, right, for answers to come. And so there are parts within ourselves that I believe are hiding behind layers of past trauma and experiences and pain. Um, but when we take that, that first step, it allows us to go on that journey to unpack those things, to heal, to really get to the core of who God designed us to be, right? And so in doing that, we become stronger, we become healthier. You know, there's there's opportunities to do the same in relationships. So I found her could be knocking on a door of a relationship that you've been afraid to knock on, but that could, you know, catapult you to the next level. It, I mean, it could, it could do so many great things for you just by having that relationship. And so, yeah, I just, I see it as um, it's a movement. 
<laughs> right? Right. It's a movement. Yeah. It's a challenge. It's a call oh. to tell, like, take that first step um, to start getting the answers, the clarity, the healing, um, and the freedom that you know you've been wanting and deserving. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's Ross, beautiful. What Nicole. about you? Thank what are your thoughts with that? I love the way she describes how she feels about I found her because it is a movement. It's becoming a movement. And mm -hmm. it feels like in the beginning, it started with someone telling Taya, I found her, meaning mm -hmm. she found me in her yes. search for her birth mother. And mm -hmm. then it evolved into, I found her, I found Taya to come back into my life and God giving me a second chance. But now, mm -hmm. I found her can resonate with so many other people in so many different ways. And it is an opening. It is a release. No more fear. No more anxiety. And it's it's a beautiful thing. And it's definitely a movement. Thank you so much, Nicole, for saying that. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I've had such a good time today. Did we yes, leave anything yes, yes. out? Did we leave anything out, Nicole? This was good. Um, I don't think so. You guys are just crows at this. So I think we covered everything. <laughs> yeah, this was this was amazing. Um I, again, I'm so thankful for you all having me on here. I'm just excited to see everything that you all are doing. I love the episode. So yeah, this was good. Okay. Thank then. you so By much. By any chance. Is there is there an episode that you listened to of I Found Her that maybe there was a nugget that you got out of it? I think for me, what's blessed me the most is just seeing you all create space for the conversation. You know, so whether that's, you know, the conversations that you guys have been having within yourselves as you've gone on this journey, um, or even once you met those conversations that you've had, you know, even uh, what was it, the the adoptive mom, you know, and, mm -hmm. and her just kind of talking about some of the things that she went through. It's just, I think you guys creating a space where it's just this sense of authenticity and people can be transparent. That has just really blessed me. So, yeah, it's it's been great. Okay, right. I appreciate that. Okay, then. Well, as we wrap up another great episode, we want to say to our I Found Hers to be sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. And don't forget to check out our website for our new merchandise. You can support the work that we do by purchasing our merchandise at ifoundherpodcast.com. And our next episode will publish on October 4th. Thank you for listening. Oops, I forgot to say our tagline. Thank you for listening to the I Found Her podcast, where we discuss all things adoption and reunion, but with the twist.